0: Please and thank you. Pardon. A thousand pardons. Please and thank you. Hashtag polite boys.
1: Morning edition.
0: Uh, I'm Pete. Hello there. And I'm Josh. Good morning.
1: And this morning we are not going to be screaming due to the fact that we are polite boys.
0: We're actually very polite and <clears throat> very swole.
1: Some people... When they want to lift a lot of weights, will scream to lift weights, but we do so politely and more than them. We'll whisper. We'll say, Oof. Max weight, let's do this.
0: I'll, uh, I'll have like two or three hundred pounds on the bar. It'll be like a two or three hundred pound bar. So it's like four six hundred pounds. And I'll be benching it and I'll go, Oof, that's, that's good weight.
1: When I push it up,
0: and then when I bring it down, I go,
1: oof, that's a deep, deep burn. And listeners, you might be saying, that's his max. No, those are his reps.
0: Yeah, it's actually my warm-up to get the blood flowing into my
1: pecs and my delts and my quads. So, Josh, this morning we are (laughs) going to be covering Season 1, Episode... twenty. Or 19? Ugh. I think it's 20. I mean,
0: at this point, we're legitimately getting different answers from different sources. So, I mean, I've got 20. Our episode feed is going to say 20. It's going to be 20.
1: So, Um, um, we were covering the season finale of Star Wars Resistance, but this is a two-parter. And the two-parter is not, like... Most two-parters where it's just they extend, you know, it's an hour-long episode and you get mm-hmm. to see it in one night. So they're splitting it. So Yeah, for a long time now, finales <clears>
0: for Star Wars animation have been like a one-night thing. I don't, I don't recall if the first season of Rebels was a, a two-parter, like back-to-back on the same night. But a lot of times a Clone Wars finale would be two episodes back-to-back. A lot of times a Rebels finale would be two episodes back-to-back. In fact, wasn't it, wasn't the Rebels finale, didn't they do, like, four episodes in one night or something like that?
1: I don't remember off the top of my head. What I was going to say is Star Wars, a lot of times what they'll do is instead of the back-to-back season finale, they'll do a back-to-back season premiere. Yes. Yeah, that'll happen, too. They really Um, enjoy doing that. So before. Before
0: we get into that, though, I do feel like we didn't touch on anything outside of Resistance last week, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and there is some stuff worth talking about. We had Last week, we had all that kind of news about the Galaxy's Edge, the Star Wars theme park, aka Star Wars Land or whatever.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that was something. I don't know. I'm not a theme park guy. I'll go. Well, you know, whatever. Um, but did you if, see the... Uh, if
1: you happen to be there, you'll partake in it. Sure, sure, sure. Did you see Hondo, though?
0: Did you see the robo-Hondo? There's a robo-Hondo? They made a robotic Hondo Onaka, character from Star Wars Clone Wars, uh, with 1,000 points of articulation. It's like an animatronic. Uh Uh-huh. It it will shake you. To your core? It is... uh, It's horrifying. It's very good.
1: Well, they talk about... Um people in the AI community talk about one of the big tests is can you trick a human into thinking that the AI is an actual person? And I'm not saying that we are going to with this H- hondo Anako, you know um, but maybe maybe we are yeah. at that point with artificial yeah. intelligence yeah it's called a it 's called a weak way test. Uh, bigger than that, though. The weak weight test.
0: Pete and I. <laughs> Pete and I. Gosh, I don't. I don't even want to bring this up on the show, but we kind of have to.
1: Yeah, it's just it's 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 we, a, your
0: obligation. Well, I'm talking about something else. Pete and I have gotten our tickets, our plane tickets to Star Celebration.
1: That is true.
0: We're going. It's happening, and uh, my flight is um. To it.
1: Is, Flight three (laughs) fifty six, and Josh's flight is eight six seven five three zero
0: nine. Yes, I'm actually flying there with Harrison. He, I don't have a problem. Like I'm one of those guys. I like to be in charge of my own destiny, right? Like I like to like go on my own schedule. Like schedule the flight when I want to fly. So I'm fine with shilling out. You know, two three um dollars for however much you know a plane costs an economy or whatever to get to chicago but harrison just keeps like no 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 i'll i'll fly with me i'll land on your roof and i'll pick you up and we'll go but it's like i am surprised you're it's doing gonna that. be on his clock who knows when he's even gonna show up and like oh oh i had to the bathroom i'm running late like but he who's, kept bothering me about it. So I was just like, it's one of those who, things. Where, you don't know where he's going to land. No. And it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, I really didn't want to, but it's like really bad optics if I have the opportunity to take a smaller, less gas guzzling plane for free, but then I decide instead mm. to shill out actual money. And it makes me seem mm. a little hoity toity. And so I was like, okay, yes, I guess I will just like take this private plane with Harrison Ford to Chicago.
1: Well, did Oski tell you what movie Harrison's been watching lately? Tell me Sully.
0: Flight. Sully. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, if I gotta pick between one of the two, I'd rather <laughs> have him watching Sully than having watching Flight.
1: I I mean, landing in the water is not a thing that most pilots can do, and he can barely land to begin with. <laughs>
0: Yeah, just good keep, for you, just man. Keep I, on that. Yeah, I'm
1: uh. uh I'm I'm taking just a regular flight. Um uh-huh. now I'm I have to very I, jealous. I have to scuttle that so that, you know, not the droves and droves of fans come and, you know yeah, uh, yeah. disrupt it because I'm I'm there as a fan. I'm not there as a social media influencer. I'm not right. there as, you know, one of the key cogs in the Star Wars machine. I'm just right. there to enjoy it like, you know, Joe Schmo and mm-hmm. you know, any other weak way. I mean, like, that's just that's just where wh- where we are at. Yeah. So now
0: the the addendum to us of course getting tickets is we may have done a bad thing. Um and I don't feel like I have the composure to really talk about it yet. Uh <clears throat> it is very um shameful for Po boys. It's not good. Disturbing and I'm thinking Maybe we just wait until season one's over. Talk about finale next week, and then we can put all our energy into addressing this. I really date. don't.
1: I really don't want us to put our energy into this. I. I really think, we're just we're not going to talk about it right now. I think we gone. We went too far.
0: Yeah, it's not. I think we'll talk about it later, and just if the press gets ahead of this. And you start hearing things before you start hearing it from us. Just know that we are aware of it. We are not pushing anything under the rug. We are just pushing it on top of the rug. And then we're moving the rug into another room that we're going to go into in like two weeks so that we can do it in greater detail. And it's not fair to... Resistance, it's been a great first season and it's, you know, a victory lap for the first season. It's not fair to overshadow th- that accomplishment with our uh, unmitigated violent failure. We are so, not
1: trying to deny what's happening, we're not no, trying we to not minimize it. what's happening. Right. What we're, we're telling you, listeners, is we're taking corrective action. And that, it can be, we can extend it a little bit so that we're giving the good people at Lucasfilm and LucasArts their due with Star Wars Resistance. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it, we'll talk about it at a later date. But we do have our tickets and stuff. And so that's happening. Just um, try and remember these good times when the dark times ahead come. And remember everything we've done for you. And how polite we are and how swell we are and uh, we're good little boys and good little detectives, hashtag Carol's boys, we've both seen Captain Marvel. Um and and once we get into our post resistance eps before celebration, we will we will leave no stone unturned and tell you every horrible, horrible detail of this whole controversy. Um for sure. Star so, Banks coming to celebration though. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying maybe trying to get Phantom Menace poster signed by him at best. That would maybe be pretty cool. I mean I might be going pretty high up my list of things to do when we're there.
1: Did you watch that um video of his about um his like mental health? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I feel like a lot of people covered that though. Yeah, for sure. He was so. yeah, he was on
0: an episode of the podcast. I was there too, which is a pretty pretty solid podcast where they talk about kind of um second or Tenth tier characters in historically impactful movies. He, yeah, it was it was pretty interesting. I mean, that guy. Uh, I would I would read his book for sure. For sure. You want to plug it? it? I mean, he doesn't have one. It's just like if he wrote one, I would read it. Well,
1: let's see if he has a book.
0: Yeah, this seems worthwhile.
1: <laughs> um, they also announced Nest
0: nope. is going to be there. He does yeah, not have a I, book. I, I know. I said that. So we're we're getting into you know guys if you're going to celebration, maybe start or looking girls into those autograph and the uh, pre-orders and those those photo pre-orders, photo op pre-orders. It's uh maybe start playing that schedule out a little bit. I think shortly after Resistance is up, Peter rec- Peter and I recorded a, a kind of a Star Celebration primer episode for those of you who haven't been. We've only been once, but still, we recorded that like a month or two ago.
1: Mm-hmm. That'll come
0: out eventually. Yeah, it's, it's time to start looking at what's coming up making a little bit of a loose game plan you know don't set anything in stone you will be disappointed things are not going to go according to plan it's not always a bad thing
1: so. now when it comes to these um getting FaceTime with these different celebrities you also want to make sure you order these earlier rather than later because they have a set slot so they'll be like here's three hours Mm-hmm. And then they'll sell a certain number of tickets because they're not going to sell it like a 1,000 for a three-hour slot because there's no way they can get through that. And there's some people that um, just extend it because they're great and they want to interact with each and every person, which mm-hmm. is great for those people in line, but if you're at the back of the line, you're just waiting forever. Yeah, and so it's, yeah, there will mm-hmm.
0: there'll be some people there who's, Photo op tickets and autograph tickets sell out before day of the show. Mm-hmm. Like they're gonna sell out in pre-order, and then you're, you know, you show up to the show you're not gonna be able to get. It. So I mean, if there's somebody, if there's somebody who's like your white whale and they're there, jump on that. That <gasps> being or said, it's also one of these things where it's like any other color of whale cool as well. Meet this person, and then you spend all your money on like, oh, that would be kind of cool, and then all of a sudden your white whales announced like two weeks before the show, and they cost like a bunch of money. You're like, oh well. Ugh. So it is kind of one of those, uh, patience, you, you got to kind of weigh it a little bit. I'm, I'm currently weighing who, who I would like to maybe get something signed by or something like that, and kind of going back and forth. And also, because it's a time commitment, you're going to be spending an hour or two minimum, like probably waiting in these lines for just one person's autograph.
1: Jason Isaacs area, so. is
0: going to be there. Yep, yep, yep. The Inquisitor himself. Are you
1: serious? I just lit somebody up for not know like, I said his name and then they're like, "Oh yeah, he's from Harry Potter," and I'm like, <clears throat> "He's from Harry Potter? <laughs> what? <laughs> you mean he's the Grand Inquisitor?" And they're like, "What?" And, I'm, and then I just like lit. I lit this person up like, "You don't get to say stuff like this, all right?" Jason Isaacs is one of the greatest thespians of our time. Oh yeah, man, I was so awake? mad. Awake was really good. <laughs> All right. Dig Dig was really good on um, USA. Oh, boy. Um, he has that TV show UA where he's the villain, but so good you want to you root for the antagonist. Um, and then he did, you know, he was the Grand Inquisitor. It was very, very good. Yep. So it seems like most Wednesdays with the new episode of the Star Wars show,
0: they're announcing new guests at Star Wars Celebration. But we also got some. out, I think on Friday is when they announced um, the woman who plays Emphis Nest and Ahmed Best were going to be there. So just, you know, keep your eyes open. And then also when they announce people, they don't put them up, but their pre-orders up immediately. Like, I don't, I, I don't think as of the day we're recording this, which is Sunday, I don't think they have pre-orders up for Ahmed Best or Emphis Nest I swear, I know she has a real name. I just can't remember her name. So, we'll see. Keep your eyes open for that, though. It's time to start thinking about that kind of things, folks. Uh, Pete's mom got a sweatshirt. They're the coolest thing I've ever seen. And I like it so much, I took it off to eat.
1: No, you didn't. I legitimately did. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll hopefully post those on our account. Oh, I, think, I
0: think we debut them at Celebration in all of our pictures
1: um yeah that's a that's a pretty That's an okay because i'm I, sorry
0: i don't want to take a picture of just one poe boy in a poe boy sweatshirt yeah that's i want true. the poe boys in their po' boy sweatshirts together okay. in matching clothes in chicago about yeah. to get beat up
1: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah we'll let we'll the slow roll the information because there will be opportunities for our fans to access it um will
0: there be though
1: Oh yeah, there's definitely going to be. Yeah. Um, either through our Patreon or Oh my god. Our store. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let me tell you something.
0: I spoke with someone who is mutual friend of both the Poe Boys. And this person mentioned to me, Yeah, Pete says you keep going on about a Patreon. Excuse me, Pete? Yeah,
1: you you I mean I Are you
0: Are you out of your mind? You want a Patreon? When
1: have I ever brought? On? I said what?
0: Oh my god! You said you keep harping on Patreon constantly. Con- Me I, on the other hand, I'm looking at the very real listenership of this podcast, <laughs> thinking we cannot do a Patreon. We can barely do a podcast.
1: <laughs> um, oh, Josh is constantly going on a Patreon. Are you on your mind? Is, why are you using the word constantly? I I said that when we have talked is what about it. I've said when we talked about a Patreon. You've said the goal. Of the Patreon is X. And then I've never said anything of the Patreon. I said the goal of this podcast is Y. That's literally I have, it. I have no idea what you're talking about. You're out of your mind. Anyway, you you so have, you part have, one okay. of Star
0: Wars Resistance finale. I didn't,
1: I didn't want to get super specific in, into the weeds about our differing views about the end goal of this podcast. but um, you, I
0: said that ideally the end goal of a podcast would be that it would pay for itself.
1: And I said... And
0: I said, if we had a Patreon, we would use that to do commentaries on, like, Clone Wars and Rebels and the older Oh, yeah,
1: I forgot about that.
0: End of list. You, on the other hand, before we recorded our first episode of this podcast, said, I think we should get mugs made.
1: <laughs>
0: so anyway, and this episode's you called still get No of those Escape mugs. Part 1. <laughs>
1: There's another thing added on there, but that's that's um, it's a little it's a little embarrassing. So we're not going to get <laughs> for how much of uh, Star Wars insiders we are. It's a little embarrassing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what the other goal was. So um, I have no idea what you were saying, Josh. The sweatshirts are great. This episode's called No Escape Part One. Um, yeah, No Escape Part One. It's episode. Tw- Let's say it's episode 20 yeah and last episode we had you know the squad um trying to get a message out so they were able to get a message out and then right. the larger squad was like nah, B, you're stuck but yeah. if you're not stuck come find us so we mm-hmm. start with the colossus is still underwater and yes, and we're
0: introduced to yet another new animal, and because there's no sky, because it's underwater, it's now, instead of a bird, it's an ocean bird, a.k.a. a fish, and it is some sort of, um, hammerhead, um,
1: school bus fish, I think about it describes it. They're pretty neat. My pretty only pretty way to describe fish. it was describing a Pokemon, but it's like from the fifth generation, so like Ugh. there's not a single listener that's going to be able to get that reference. Um so we I'm get to see, the detective
0: Pikachu comes out.
1: We see um also in the background we also see some stormtroopers swimming in the fr- in the very first scene. Um ah, it's not at, yeah, it's not as noticeable but you do see some pat- patrolling. Okay. So um Commander Pyre shuts down the entire station, says and he's coming
0: yeah. in over the intercom, which I think is a first. Mhm. Usually, it, you only hear Doza over the intercom, but now it's just like, we're not even pretending.
1: And he's like, You gotta stay in your domiciles. Um, we see um, the Great Blue Creep is trying to walk out. Um, Did we see
0: the Great Blue Creep?
1: Yep. He's oh, in the hallway. Wow, I
0: totally just
1: blocked it out of my memory. Mm-hmm. And we also see um, somebody stealing stuff from um, Flix and Orca's shop as well. Mm-hmm. So we see a bit, little bit of looting. And then we go to our, our boys um, down in the belly of um, the Colossus. So mm-hmm. they are basically planning what they're going to do. And Kaz's plan, which I actually think is an, o- an okay plan, is to escape, go get help.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, he, he's like Hosnian Prime... We're gonna go. We'll bring help. I have enough evidence to show that the first order is doing this. I know that my di- my father is not a big fan of, you no, know, openly despises the resistance, but he will not be able to stop. You know, he won't be able to deny these facts. All right. So here's
0: here's a fun alternate history, I guess that let's play out is does Kaz have enough evidence? And is there a world in which Halcyon Prime isn't blown up and the New Republic gets the information Kaz has, do they actually mobilize before First Order destroys them? You know?
1: Um, or is, he just, is this
0: just wishful thinking? And much like the, you know, the galaxy at the end of The Last
1: Jedi is just like, man, we ain't trying to go to war again. I don't know. I mean, there's no way of knowing, but... Can't help I, would s- I would say that another hypothetical would be they see it, and they're like, we don't have the resources, or it's not important enough. And we yeah. see kind of the cold calculations of his father. Yeah. But, again, we also don't know, like, the we don't know if he's a compassionate person or not. We know that he's part of the elite, mm-hmm. um, in that he does not like the resistance. But we never know his reasoning for that. Um, yeah. We know that he probably loves his son enough to pull a bunch of strings to allow Kaz to do whatever he wants. Um, So we also see that Doza tries to intervene and is very, very upset that Yeager is imprisoned. Mm -hmm. Um, And we get an awesome scene. Um, Doza threatens to report them to the Republic, and then Pyre's like, ha, and then... Tries to arrest Dozat, and then we get 4D into action. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah,
0: um, kind of K2SO vibes there.
1: Yeah. Do you know the that droid specific? 4 D M um, M1N. It's admin. Forty. Four
0: hyphen D or 4D M1N. It's it's N- admin. We talked about it the first episode. It showed up in the credits. Uh
1: huh. I was just uh, trying to voice, find the voice. I way.
0: think by Mary Elizabeth McGlynn. McGlynn? again.
1: Okay. So she dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pew pew, blow up. Does get arrested. Yeah. This uh, show has been very droid heavy. This yeah, episode. Know,
0: here's my question: Where
1: bucket? Where? Oh. That's all I'm
0: trying to ask. I mean, I don't care, but you know where.
1: A bucket. you know you uh, up bucket's probably like, oh, locking mind. he's alive. But Bucket's like, probably locking down the Yeager's shop. Because we oh, saw yeah. that people are like stealing stuff. So, you know, there's probably like, Chase Ruckland trying to steal um well,
0: no, we see Jace Ruckland being arrested.
1: Yeah, well he could be he could have been arrested on his way mm-hmm. to go mm-hmm. steal Yeager's ship. Mm. So that is my fan theory for today. Good one. It's a good hot take. Um. So Doze is imprisoned. Tora sends Buggle, who's apparently a tracker dog, to go find Kaz. Mm-hmm. And then we get some interesting... Um, we, we basically sh- see that Kaz is like an expert in knocking stormtroopers out. Because we get that awesome yeah. scene with the turtle people.
0: Yeah, that was actually, like, that was, a, that was a great sequence. Yeah, we have sort of a detention block-looking control hub. And mm-hmm. then one of those turtle people comes and kind of makes a distraction. And they're able to get into that hub. And I guess from there, the idea is they can control the whole station, open up all the doors, ideally. But they leave Niku there, who apparently
1: doesn't know anything about anything. So Well, and actually, in Niku's defense, and you know that I'm not a huge Niku fan. Um, the stormtroopers are having trouble doing all of that, like getting the station back online Mm -hmm. and the turtle people are in charge of the station, right? Yeah. So what if the turtle people just never bothered to put, you know, translators on anything or like show where anything was because they know all of them. Why
0: didn't they just have a turtle person in there? Oh, they don't care.
1: buttons they don't The turtle people are like side characters they're like oh cool thanks we're gonna go do main character stuff now i mean they haven't even they haven't even named a specific turtle person
0: this is true so they have this hub under control but a lot of the station is still flooded so kaz has to swim to get to the top and once again don't get me wrong i love it when star wars does an homage to a classic and very inspiring film but at a certain point you're just like stealing and I really wish that they would stop just stealing from Deep Blue Sea.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, a um, long, I long time ago.
0: VHS copies of that film. It's incredible, and you know everyone can tell what you're doing. You're not. You're not being sneaky, Justin Ridge. We know what you're doing.
1: And Copy we're okay with we're okay with it.
0: You're on blast. No, we're okay.
1: Now we're fine. We our, our, our blast uh. is uh reserved for people that's coming up in Yeah. <laughs> a little bit.
0: So cool little action sequence though with cast swimming, and then we get like a proper look at these scuba troopers, who it looks like they have like a scuba helmet just on top of their stormtrooper helmet rather than having like a scuba stormtrooper helmet. Mm-hmm. So that was something.
1: Pretty cool uh little action sequence there though. Yeah. Um it was. It was pretty cool, like the just interchange that they were doing. You know, uh, turning the doors on and off, pressurizing. I enjoyed a, a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're definitely seeing like action, Cas, um, yeah. and he's he is the Casalist for this episode for sure. Yes, hashtag Casalist. So, we get him to um, Torah.
0: Well, Bugle gets him to Tora. Yeah,
1: Bugle Buggle gets him to Tora, and we get to see this awesome CB-23 versus the other... Uh, yeah, which is, I believe, this
0: is a type of fight that we were supposed to get in The Last Jedi, or that had been filmed or conceived for Last Jedi between BB-8 and BB-90, Mm-hmm. And I think they even showed some portions of it in promotional material or something. It ended up on the cutting room floor, I suppose. So here we get, you know, a little ball versus ball fight. I wasn't that extended, though. But there's some cool stuff in there. I dug that. Mm-hmm. It was kind of weird that Kaz had to be like, ah, do something. And then it was like, oh, okay, I can do this very easily. Mm-hmm. But TB23 is obviously very self-centered. Because that droid just constantly literally just goes, me, me, me.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: What's up with that? Well, well, I,
1: if you viewed the two of these people, and, like, if you didn't view these droids as, or if you view these droids as, like, sentient life forms, like, we just watched a gladiator battle where BB, like, gouged out his eyes and then threw him down a shaft to his death.
0: Yeah, it was a hard R.
1: Yeah, it was, like, a very, very gory... Like, it was very good, um, but I was surprised at how gory that fight scene was with, like, CB-23 just gouging out its eyes. Yeah, Um, lots of guts. Lots of guts. So, we um, see that, and we have um, Kaz and um, Tora. She has a plan, but she didn't really go through the incinerator. She wants to go through the incinerator. We did not get to see that yet. Um, I anticipate, let's go back to Niku um, real quick. Niku um, says that the Colossus is not a station, but a ship. Yeah. They discover a hyperdrive. Um, so, it looks like we're, in terms of no escape, we're actually going to move the entire ship off of Castellan. It would appear that way. Which is um, pretty cool. Yeah. And in
0: the midst of all this, we have Tam still being you know, interrogated by uh, Agent Tierney. Oh, boy. And um, Tierney just straight up offers her, hey, why don't you come be a pilot with the First Order? Here's mm-hmm. a huge giant carrot. Turn on your friends. And it, you know, her manipulation is, is working on Tam. She shows Tam a year's confession in which he kind of takes the whole blame for whatever's going on to keep Kaz from getting into Trub Trubs. Mm-hmm. And
1: Tam buys it hook, line and sinker. And um, it's just, I mean, it's going closer and closer to she's going to join them. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, we get a, this Yeager-Tam um, interaction, and Tam screams at him. Mm-hmm. You know, like, this is your fault. What have you done? Why are you putting me in this situation? And you put our lives in danger all this. Mm-hmm. And then Yeager gets thrown into a cell with Doza.
0: Now, we've seen these characters talk briefly, but I will say that it is a testament to the show and a testament to the characters that, you know faced with the prospect of seeing these two characters locked in a room together where they might finally actually get to like shed some light on stuff. We get a better idea of their dynamic. It was very exciting for me. We didn't get it in this episode, but you know, the two of them in a room, I was like, Oh, this is a meeting I want to see.
1: Mm-hmm. So hopefully we'll get a scene with the two of them in there next week. Yeah. Um, hope, well, hopefully we were able to do that. That'd be really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, what, Let's step back for a second. Um, what did you think about the call signs? Oh, Blowfish? How, Blowfish 1, Blowfish 2. Well, yeah, that's pretty funny. I, I dug that a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Buddy 1, Buddy 2. Yeah. I thought. Oh, I, but what I
0: really enjoyed was um, Flicks and Orca being in a box. Yeah, I thought... Um, being shipped off to his mother's on
1: Taliban, which is not a place I've looked up yet, but yeah. Um, him just have them having no weapons whatsoever. Yeah, I think the line of the episode for me is, ah, come on, we got room in the box. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, that was pretty good. Well, then we end the episode, right? We end the episode with Kaz and um, Tora were like, where are all the stormtroopers? Um, this is awesome. None of them are here. And then we mm-hmm. see Dumbhole Gleason. Uh, we see his scene from episode seven where he's... Yeah, ge- so let's... Yeah,
0: before we get into that,
1: let's talk about because we've known this is going to happen. Have
0: you seen the mid-season trailer? This was kind of the big thing in the mid-season trailer was it revealed that he was going to see the speech. Mm-hmm. And the speech is indicative of, of Star storytelling pretty much since 1999 when the prequels were coming around, which mm-hmm. is that with... A a very large amount of the Star Wars we've gotten, there's a sense of inevitability to it, and that Mm -hmm. you know something's going to happen. You know a specific event in the future. It was all throughout Clone Wars, all throughout Rebels, you watch Rogue One, all those prequels. You might not know everything, but you know there's a line on the horizon, and you know what it is, Mm -hmm. and you're heading towards it. And so with this, yeah, it was, it was, you know, they set up from the go. Oh, Kaz is from Hosnian Prime. As soon as they do that, you know. Oh, well, this is going to be a thing. This is going to happen. We're going to get there eventually, somewhere or another. Um, as opposed to, like, Force Awakens or Last Jedi, where the future is very much up in the air. Like, Episode Nine, there really is no line on the horizon that I'm, like, that's, we're heading towards that. I mean, we could speculate all day here. And you know, I'm sure there's some great fan theories out there that hold a lot of weight, but you reality is you don't know. Whereas with this, you know, we knew we knew Halsey and Prime was going to happen. With the prequels, you know, Anakin's going to become Darth Vader. So, do you do you like that type of story telling, Pete? Do you find it annoying? Do you uh, how how do you feel about knowing certain things for certain? And does that detract from the story for you?
1: Does it add to it? Do you not care either way? I really enjoy it. Okay. Um because I the thing I really like about these things is when we see a movie for the first time, you know, we see Force Awakens, we see one point of view. Mhm. We we see on Star Killer base, we see the conversation, another conversation, we see the speech, then we see Hosnian Prime get knocked out. Mhm. Um now we get to see from different areas. You know what's happening, right? Like um, we see that Leia is able; she has her connection to the Force and feels. You know those billions of life forms die in a heartbeat. Um, we see, you know, Finn and Rey, I believe, see it from out there, in, in um, Han, right? Mm-hmm. They see it from Takodano. Um, mm-hmm. So I really like these things because it adds another perspective towards it. Okay. So it yeah. kind of makes it a bigger, more lived world. So that's why I really like when they add on or they show another point of view.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I could see that. Um, and I also, well, yeah. So speaking of that other point of view, I guess one of the things I couldn't help but notice, Tam's was, the worst. <laughs> no. Oh, <laughs> I mean, sorry. How it was, literally point of view literally perspective how it's communicated through a video that everyone's watching what happens because we of course know we've seen the movie exterior star Killer base laser fires we see the planets pull up yada yada yada. in the context of the show it's almost like the stormtroopers are watching the force awakens because what has to have happened is somebody in the first order has cameras outside of star Killer base so that they see the laser fire and some other people from First Order are just sitting with cameras filming the planets that are about to be blown up mm-hmm. because we see that, too. And, of course, you know, practically, it makes sense within the context of making a television show because it's just like that's how you communicate that information. That's how Caz. theres only so many ways CAS can figure out exactly what happens, and so it just simplifies A to B.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But within the universe, it's like, it's pretty bleak, man. Got some guy with a camera just chilling
1: out, being like, all right, and know, well, genocide, um, baby. When Hiroshima Nagasaki happened, there was filming. That's true. Um, and it's not unreasonable to assume that there is some communication presence on Hosnian Prime for the First Order. hmm And it's not like the First Order, sorry, it's not like the New Republic is on lockdown, so... The idea of some ship being able to make it there to get a camera angle. I mean, they don't even know about Starkiller Base. Yeah, Yeah, no,
0: and I I don't find it unreasonable. It just is interesting. I mean, mean, again, if we're talking in-universe, it makes sense that they would want to show that achievement, I guess you could say, if you're a horrible person, on their end to, you know, lionize the troops. Shoulders, mm. Stormtroopers, look what we did. We did it. Look what we've accomplished. Look at our sheer power. Mm-hmm. But it is one of those things um, that that is like gets super specific when it comes to Star Wars. I think it was at NPR in their review, I think for The Last Jedi. And I don't even remember if they liked it or not. But at some point in their review, they said specificity is the enemy of mythology. And that's always wrong with me. And So for me, like when I'm watching a show, and then I'm just like, I hey, have a camera guy out there? Hmm, camera guy out there filming like, uh, you know, it was just interesting. I couldn't help it, but notice. Cause I was, as, as it was going down, I was trying to figure out like, oh, is Kaz going to guess based on his speech? Cause in his speech, you know, he, I think he name checks Hosnian Prime or he name checks the New Republic and everybody knows that's on Hosnian Prime. And it was just like, how, how definitive is this going to get? And it, it
1: got pretty definitive.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is to say that Cassie's his home planet blown up?
1: Yeah, um, let's get into that. I mean, he see he recognizes it immediately, right? Well, he doesn't. He asks CB twenty three what planet no, 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 it is. No, no, no. He recognizes it, but doesn't want to believe it. And then he asks CB twenty three to, um, clarify. Like, oh, is that like what's that planet? Yeah, maybe
0: because you Probably see, it. makes more sense.
1: Because you see, you see that planet, and um, it's not completely lit up.
0: It's, right, it's like um, the on it. yeah,
1: it's definitely a metropolis. So presumably, if you're a pilot like Kaz, you can kind of you know see it from a distance, uh, your home world. Um, so I think that's what that ha- that's what happened. We did not. The thing that I really want to note about this is in Star Wars, whenever something bad happens, we get immediate anger. And we get immediate action, like irrational action, right? Mm -hmm. We get, you know, um, Obi-Wan getting um, killed by Vader. We get Luke just continuing to fire. We get um, Anakin learning about his mother's death, you know, or his mother dying, just slaughters that village of sand people. We see um Ray, you know, firing on Kylo immediately, mm-hmm. right? Uh Kaz, I mean, granted we have another episode. Right. Um, but I'm pretty confident he's not gonna fire on those twenty soldiers watching. Yeah. Yeah. I kinda got that vibe too. So we're getting I mean, he is quickly through this episode showing his skill, showing his abilities. I mean, we have um, uh, Tam literally say in the episode, he wants everybody to think he's an idiot, but he's not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, is a very good trait for a spy. Very you true, know? very true. Um, I mean, they're trying, like... They're working for Austin Powers. <laughs> um, so we're seeing i i really enjoyed that um that scene mm-hmm. um it's clear that torah you know doesn't realize the magnitude yet but kind of can see its effect
0: good point yeah how did it, well and and tam you know what does a character like tam do when she figures this out is this the come to the light moment for her too to you know
1: yeah well or i guess does she she's the did...
0: first order try and spin this like, what is the First Order to tell the rest of the galaxy that says?
1: She does know that Kaz is from Hosnian Prime, and yeah. that he's from one of the elite families. So yeah. when yeah. she learns about this, that could be the turning point for her. Yeah, but and we don't really see in Last Jedi or anything. But like or the, if the first order.
0: If you're in the First Order, are they even? do they even try to spin this? Are they like, well, no, you see, it was this, or we had to do that? Or are they just like, yep, that's right, that's what we did, and we'll do it to you too, so... Hmm you better wipe off the doormat because we're coming in. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's definitely uh, an interesting thing to to think about.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, ever since Force Awakens, this whole this action, this event, this destruction of Hosnian Prime and that system has always just sort of been futile or empty as an audience member. Because, again, I'm just like, I, okay, great, I get it, but I, I don't know what this is. I have no stakes here. I don't know what you never explained... You know, anything really about the significance of the system. I mean, you're just like, oh, it's where the New Republic is. But I don't know anything about the New Republic even. So mm-hmm. next week, we are perhaps going to get some clarification about all this stuff and maybe really have it spelled out for us. Like, no, look, this is what this means.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Some a, a potential for filling in some some pretty gray, pretty blatantly gray area in the New Trilogy saga.
1: So let's let's end this episode with our predictions for the season. The last episode. Let's let's end it with our predictions. So what do you what do you what do you think the conclusion is for this?
0: I'm still mulling over pretending whether or not I actually left.
1: Um, Okay. Um, You want me to start? Yeah, you go ahead. Okay. So we have seen that Niku is going to try to get the hyperdrive on. I think that we're going to see a scene where he gets the hyperdrive on and the incinerator starts. And we're going to get some scene like them in an incinerator trying to get out, which will be pretty cool. But I anticipate that somehow they're going to be able to expel all of the First Order from the ship. Like, maybe they get it into orbit and then the, fir- the Aces just, like, uh, clean up the rest of the presence there. I don't know how they're going to do that. And then, just like in Rogue One where we see... Um, oh my gosh. The, we see the Ghost. We see some ships that, you know, have been referenced in Rebels. I think this is a ship we're going to see. I think when we see the Colossal, I would be, I'm not going to be surprised if we see whatever the colossal ends up becoming, if we see that in episode nine.
0: Hmm. Hmm.
1: Um, um, yeah, go ahead. Could be.
0: I would just, you know, I mean, I, I don't really know. The only thing I can think of is, like, I know where I wanted to go, or I know things I hope to happen, but I don't think that the show moves quick enough for any of that to be happening next week. I suspect that... The ecology of that planet will have something to do with what happens, though. Seems like they're seeding some stuff with a big giant monster. You know, Bebo's mom. And the show is— con- I mean, how many episodes does the show opens on some new bird or some new fish or something? I think I think we might see, you know, the animals, the planet itself, kind of play a part in in ditching the first order. But I
1: yeah, I just don't know. I don't know because I know I know yeah. Adding on to my theory, too, the pirates help them. Because you think, can Uh, the Aces take out the First Order by themselves? Probably not. But can the pirates and the Aces do it together? Probably not. But um, the Aces have this thing called plot armor, which will help them out a lot. (laughs) Oh, brother. Um, I think that'd be really cool. Then it takes us away from Castellan. Then season two is just, you know, these member, you know, these um, citizens of Cast of, of the Colossus uh, being... Season two is just season one of Battlestar Galactica. Yeah,
0: pretty much. Um, we'll see. I will be curious. I think there's maybe potential that we have them getting the message that the Resistance sends out at the end of Last Jedi from Crate.
1: And oh, maybe we see somebody yeah.
0: react to that and get
1: some, like, well, oh, no, that's why they didn't show up. I don't know. That's all I got. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so... If you want to reach us about the sweaters, um, we're (laughs) not gonna we're not gonna respond. Um, If you'd like to tweet at us about the sweaters, we're not gonna respond. Um, uh, Email us. That'll be the freaking day. No emails. Not even one email. So,
0: other than that, um, have a good day. Doughboys, you're still on blast. All right, peace out.